Linux Games Podcast. The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam. Brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux. And beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of a where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know, uh, join us on Steam, and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news. We have the latest titles that we are interested in, of course. Features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews. And then we have, of course, everyone's favorite, the deals. Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of... It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the next game on, bitches! Welcome to episode number 449 of the Best Linux Games Podcast, being recorded for you on this Saturday, the 17th of June, 2023. Crack engineer, Ivor Molina Wapow, over there in the booth, holding up the whiskey sign. He's fired. He's going for it. He's out of here. Hit the brick shipper. Here go! Ah, uh, cheers. Oh. That would, of course, make it for our sequel friends, 2023-06-17 at 1432-100 hours. Uh, Pacific Coast, Left Coast, Coast with the Most. Uh, Straight to our top stories, we have a very ordinary show for you this week, I'm very pleased to say. But before we get to that, last week, Las Vegas Golden Knights, my hometown team, where from which this very episode is recorded, happened to win the Stanley fucking Cup! Holy shit! In a 9-2 fucking trouncing, a fucking Rapovision fantastic fucking game five of uh, the Stanley Cup Finals, and uh, wow, we are super proud, and I can't wait to get out of here and go down to the parade. We're having a parade. I I, I I know this is not Linux games news related or anything like that, but I just gotta say, um, I, born and raised here in, in Vegas, uh, lived here all my life, been around the world, always end up coming home to our unfair city, to in this cruel world, in the immortal words of Cody Johnson. Hello, cruel world! <laughs> um, and uh, it's true that uh, last year, the, the our WNBA team, the Aces, who I didn't even know we had, won a national championship. This is... And I don't mean to sound sexist, and I, I you know, I, I just don't... I hate basketball. And I don't follow women's basketball. Especially, I don't follow women's basketball. Um, never in my life, never in state history, has Nevada won 
a major national championship. So this is never in our history. Not just the city, the state. A fucking national championship. Professional sports championship. So, um... I, you know, I was surprised that we were going to have, yeah, it's going to be right down, uh, our, our equivalent to Broadway. It's going to be right down the strip. So it's, it's something else. It's a, it's a weird, weird feeling. And what a team. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, six years in and we, and we, we, we win the Stanley Cup. I mean, holy fuck. Okay. So enough talk of hockey. What's going on? I just can't get over it. I mean, you should have been there at the bar. It was fucking nuts. It was absolutely fucking madness. When oh my god, it was crazy. It was oh, and I, I, I met this uh, girl, and I'm working with uh, trying to trying to get mocap from her for a project. Uh, she's really cool. Um, uh, not into the FOSS, but into like uh, 3D design and modeling and stuff like that. Fucking super cool. Um, and that, oh, what a night. Oh, what a night. The, I mean, we went fucking nuts. We went ape shit out here. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> nine to two with a hat trick. With a hat trick. Ugh. I was hoping we could make it an even 10, but whatever. There's a mercy killing rule at that point in the Stanley Cup Finals. So, onward with our top stories. Like I said, we have a pretty straightforward pedestrian episode. Not pedestrian. We got a lot of information for you. A lot of, not information, information. This is a, we're the toy aisle, for Christ's sake. Although, although I was looking back since, you know, the last two months, since, uh, before the computer exploded, um, and we had those four really terrible, terrible episodes. Um, we've been covering a lot of AI stuff on this show. Too much, too much. But it's we're heading into the the dead season before the Steam uh, summer sale, and uh, you know we'll have more of that as as needed. But uh, finally, we can. This week, we can actually talk about some games. So first off, in our top stories, we only have a couple top stories for you. Um, and we do have one new and noteworthy. So our in our top stories, I know that we don't cover uh, games that are uh, broke, broken, that don't run on fucking Linux um, that often. But when we do, we always have to, because we're the best Linux games podcast, not the worst Linux games podcast. Um, there are two games that really attracted my ire this week. One of them is Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Extraction, which is like $10 or whatever. And the other one was Writer's Republic. Both of these are... Writer's Republic is a massively multiplayer, um, multidisciplinary, uh, like, skateboard, BMX, wingsuit, extreme sports kind of game where, like, everyone's playing all at once, which like, looks really cool. I bought both of those games, both Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Extraction and Writer's Republic, and neither one of them works and they're both Ubisoft titles, but here's the interesting thing. For the first time in, that I can remember, and you know, I don't, I don't play, I don't play every single fucking game that comes out, uh, not just for Linux, but for everything, but I do play a fuck, fucking huge percentage of them, and I play almost 90% of everything that's available for Linux, um, yeah, about 90%. I would say 90% is fair. Um, and so, you know, it keeps me busy. But um, for the first time... So, I, you know, when I when I say first time ever, I mean, like, in my experience, first time ever, Writer's Republic actually posted on June 9th. Um, this is right after they dropped on Steam. Um, they posted a news update to their feed uh, saying Steam deck compatibility update. Hello there, writers. Republic is currently not compatible with the Steam Deck. We're aware of this and are working to... Blah, blah. This is the first time that I've ever seen um, a developer really go out of their way, because it does not run. Neither of these games run. They're both Ubisoft games. Neither one runs on Linux, which is a damn shame, but it looks like because of Steam Deck... And why just because of Steam Deck... Steam Deck 
just as we hypothesized on this very show that you are listening to, not this episode, because that would be crazy, because that would be in the future, and then it would not be a prediction. It would be, uh, it would be talking about the past. Uh, <laughs> but many episodes ago, when we when uh, BPR Blaster PR was generous enough to um, come on the show and talk about his Steam Deck and everything, we uh, I was so excited to have him on because the Steam Deck could uh, we you know we thought and we're right could really move the market um because it's it, it occupies a unique place in uh co- not just computing gaming but like it's the first computing gaming handheld really like the first really good one and if they did it right we hypothesized it would help drive the market well i did a little research this week and according to gamedeveloper.com and several other outlets who all look like they just fucking picked up on gamedeveloper.com, which is what we're doing, so I'm not going to, you know, (laughs) criticize too brutally uh, for lazy journalism. We are not journalists here, we are entertainment writers. Um, The Steam Deck is slated to sell over 3 million units by the end of 2023. Now, three... Okay, so, like, there are, like, 100,000 something like that, Linux gamers in America. Something like that. It's one-tenth of one percent of the actual gaming market. Um, That's us. But three million and on a platform that runs Linux... And on a platform that is unique and is very much in demand and much beloved and works really well and is really powerful and is a really good value. It's a little expensive, but it's, I mean, fuck, it's not $3,500 for a goddamn VR headset. Jesus Christ, can you believe that? That was Apple's big fucking news. Like, are you kidding me? I, like, I spend a lot, I've spent a lot of money on VR. Um, I've owned three headsets. Um, but that's like over the course of 10 years, almost now. Uh, none of that. I would never, ever, 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 ever be able to spend $3,500 on a fucking virtual reality headset. That's Apple. That was their big news from last week. It got bumped by us because we had to talk AGHI. But, um... <laughs> so... 3 million units of a uniquely attractive um, very, very popular uh unique market. Three million is a nice round, as they say in Layer Cake. Three. How, why not make it ten? Ten's a nice round number. Three is also a nice round number. Three million evidently lights a fire under uh, certain developers' asses. And Ubisoft, which has been traditionally more amenable and um, cooperative with uh and um, what do you call it uh, they've been better than some publishers uh, at, at making some of their games available on Linux uh, I've never seen a company of this size snap to immediately just from like complaints like normally they don't give a fuck normally you know like yeah, blah. But they they are paying attention because of the Steam Deck. And what does this mean for those of us, such as myself, who do not own a Steam Deck? I could have bought a Steam Deck last night. I went to a strip club last night. It was a very bad idea. Um, but I haven't been to a strip club since before COVID, and I haven't seen tits in like fucking four years. So don't judge me. It was a disaster, an expensive, expensive disaster. Uh, I could have bought two Steam Decks for the cost of last night. So I guess I I could have bought one third of a fucking Apple VR headset too. <laughs> Whatever. My mother had balls; she would have been my father. So anyway, um, the Steam Deck is going to, you know, just as we hoped and just as we prognosticated, and you know why we just so heartily and mightily over the Steam Deck, it has come to pass that it is actually moving the market in favor 
and in such a way that benefits all Linux gaming. And that's the way that we do things in New York. No, that's the way we do... That's the way we do things in New York. Why am I doing fucking Jelly's Last Jam references today? Hey, slick as soap, hard as steel. Find new ways to wheel and deal. You can't get hurt if you don't feel doing the Chicago stomp. So... That brings us to, so yeah, so there's a silver lining for once to two games that don't work. Hopefully, uh, there's no word on whether or not Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Extraction will ever run on Linux, but uh, they're both, bu- I think they're both bugged by BattleEye um, because they both involve, you know, multiplayer, blah. But another game, you know, these are not problems that, Aren't, these are not new problems, and that's kind of what's so dispiriting. So, seeing that the fact that there's going to be three million uh, Steam decks sold, to see that that is actually having an impact on these publishers and the way that they think about uh, their Linux support is very encouraging. Because normally it would just be darkness and silence. More whiskey. Uh, Ivor, why don't you base them with a new and Ivor based? I said do it. I'm going to drink some whiskey. I was a North American fall when were in my former life. Here are the newest and most noteworthy titles from this week. So we only have one new and noteworthy. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Oh, shit. Fuck. I forgot to mention in our top stories. Our website is still down. I'm aware of it. I'm working on it, okay? It's a big fucking thing. Anyway, so, we're not going to talk about the website. We're not going to talk about AGI. We're going to talk about a very fun game that you can get right now for free. It is called Slope Crashers, and it's just available as a demo. It's in early access, um, but the demo runs. You have to uh, run it with uh, uh, Glorious Egg Roll uh, 8.3. That's the one that I got, it, I got it to work with. It won't run with any of the uh, stock Proton um, versions. I don't know what... Oh, that's the other thing! I forgot! Shit! Because I'm, I'm running this without my show notes because Ivor, fucking rebellious little fuck that he is, you fucking worthless prick, you're fired! We'll get the case, Gregor! We'll get the fucking case! Um, He absconded with them at the strip club. He... It was just... It was Like I said, last night was a nightmare. Um, So... Other thing I forgot to mention, and oh shit, our, oh, this show's gone off the rails, hasn't it? Um, Steam finally launched, uh, it's it, not launched, it finally released a massive retinue of minor cosmetic quality of life improvements to the Steam client that many of which, I mean, are so fucking long overdue that it is, uh, it's shameful that it's taken them like eight years for some like you know like now when you click on someone in your friends list it doesn't like become frozen there so that every time you click on someone else it just opens up a fucking thing to the other person that you were originally click ah I used to drive me fucking nuts all that stuff seems to be fixed now I mean it, I read through the change log last night when I got back from the club I'm like ah I'm gonna die um let's read the change log and so I was really drunk and really high at that point but um big props to uh Valve for finally finally fixing their fucked up client I mean it's <laughs> I mean it was cute and fun and daring eight years ago but Anyway, they, uh, one of my favorite things that they streamlined, other than the uh, friends list problem, which is thank God that they finally got around to that. Um, oh shit, it just escaped my mind. Fuck. What was I going to say? Oh yeah, uh, when you do uninstalls, now when you're uninstalling software, it's not like a two a two click thing anymore. So it's just like bam, okay, cool, you're done. And it, and it does it. Which is great. Because like I uninstall like I I install and uninstall a lot of games all the time because I have like I have over I think two thousand shit. Did we already? I'll have to I'll have to count. I'll have to check next week. I well, you're fired. You're supposed to do these things, but anyway. So to our only new and noteworthy game, and then we'll talk. Uh, we'll get to our feature, which is uh, on our first impressions of Sniper Elite Five. But first. A really fun, super cool snowboarding game called Slope Crashers, which is like a arcade. It's like Mario Kart, 
meets Cool Borders 3 meets um like kind of like Tux Racer meets SSX the first one for um the GameCube where it's like kind of an infinite run down, all the way down the mountain it's a combat um snowboarding game super simple controls they're pretty good it's it's still very much in early access if they only have the demo available now um gotta run it with glorious egg roll 8.3 that's one that i got to work with but it is a super fun game it's a little hard on me because uh my thumb is still f- i'm at like 60 percent not 60 i'm at like 40 percent um with my thumb which is a vast improvement from fucking zero percent. Um, like I'm actually holding a lighter right now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna light this cigarette. I know. Yeah. I, the irony. Oh man. I'm, oh my God. It's the first time I've lit a cigarette. Mm. First time I've lit a lighter with my left thumb. That's, that's progress. That's good. That's good. That's good. It's good. I'll be back to practicing soon. So. Slope Crashers is super fun. One of the weirdest things, though, is to trick you, hold, like, you, there's a lot of holding down X that is, like, a little weird. Like, it's difficult to kind of get the hang of because it's a racing game, but it's also a trick based game because that's how you get your boosts and stuff. Um, one of the weird things is you have, like, this like ghetto wingsuit which is like a fucking tablecloth that you hold over your head like a parachute if you want to glide in the air it's super cool uh, and then there's all these power-ups and, and weapons and there's tons of weapons like the tracks are like there's like you know uh weapon boxes like everywhere um and like they range from like you know sending swarms of bees at people like skate or die like uh these little um red balls of death that are like homing missiles and uh, an evil snowman that uh spooks and and uh curses your opponents um it looks it's super fun to play and i'm very excited uh for when it comes out i guess later this year ivor you're fired you're supposed to know these things they're supposed to be in the rundown which i'm not looking at because you stole it oh ivor you are my fucking nightmare uh, yeah, it just says coming soon for blah. Uh, I, I requested, um, uh, you can, al- you can also do this. You can request, uh, Slope Crashers playtest access to the broader, bigger game. But right now, like, there's like, I think four maps that, four parts of the mountain that are unlocked in the demo. And it's, it's worth checking out, especially if you like snowboarding games. All right. So we'll spend our last 10 minutes. Uh, Ivor, based on with the feature. And we'll get on here. We'll talk a little bit about uh, Sniper Elite 5. What do you think? Oh, my God. It's Bolivian. Never gonna let you down. I can read your mind. This week's feature. I can't read you. I can't read you. I can read your mind. Take it, Scooky. All right. So one of my favorite things in uh, Sniper Contracts, which is like the Sniper Elite. Uh, let's see. I were you're fired, man. I want. I hope that that iPad is in my car. Yeah, Sniper Ghost Warrior Contracts Two. Sniper Ghost Warrior Contracts. One of my favorite things in that game was it's a first person game, and it is all about like it's like Hitman Contracts, but it's first person and they would drop you in to a target area and you'd have like multiple targets and several sub objectives and also the funny thing was that most of the contracts were double booked just like in uh, gross point blank 10 years man well sometimes the double booking would not be an accident that meant that by the way, for the record, that meant that during the course of you trying to complete your hit, your objective, your assassination, um, you would notice someone using your same methods and your same tactics and your same tech to the same ends 
arrival. And you'd have to kill them. Sometimes, though, and this is the great genius, sometimes, though, the contract in the double booking for them isn't your target. It's you. So, and you never know. <laughs> so, Sniper Elite 5 is fucking awesome. It is nothing like Sniper Contracts, Sniper Ghost Warrior Contracts. I don't even know if they're affiliated with each other. Cause like, I have Sniper Elite 4. Um, but I, I've never played, I don't know if they're the same franchise. I probably should have looked that up or had Ivor look it up. If he wasn't so fired! So, Sniper Elite 5. Forget everything I just said, cause, but we'll, we'll return to this in a moment. Sniper Elite 5, I'm 12 hours in. It is a fucking blast. I really hope that you got a copy of it when we, uh, mentioned it on the show when it was half off, cause it's $50 right now. But don't worry, I'm sure once the Steam summer sale comes around, it'll probably go back to half off, and that's where I'm going to pick up all the DLCs. Because there's like a lot of guns that you can buy, but uh, it's super expensive to get them at fucking full price. <laughs> anyway, and 50 bucks, by the way, this game, this is not a review, this is just like our first impressions, because we don't, we haven't logged at least 20 hours in this game, and I want to beat it before I give you a full review. But I want to talk about some of my favorite aspects of the game. First is that it's in third person. I thought I would never be able to appreciate a sniping game that's in third person, but no, it actually works fantastically, and the game looks amazing. The coolest thing about Sniper Elite 5 is the amazing bullet physics that they that they put into the engine, and all the slow motion that they put into the engine. There's like a lot of detail um, in the physics model that they have, uh, and they've applied it to all weapons. So, basically the the game is that the premise is simple you are well it's not simple it's pretty complicated it's 1944 it's vichy france it's occupied france you um are you're part of you are an elite unit yourself you you like work for the oss or whatever um so you're like one part super spy one part unbelievable navy seal caliber fucking dark jedi military death dealing agent of stealth doom and one part fucking badass unbelievable commando like you are the world's greatest marksman you are just fucking death on hoof you are a f- you are a thing to be fucking feared. You are, they call you the shadow. And the shadow will come for you. Um, you know, you, <laughs> it's so cool. So your ride gets blown up at the beginning of the first mission. So there's no way back. You get cut off from, you know, the rest of, uh, the Americans and you end up linking up with the French resistance. It's the only ridiculous part of the game. The French resistance. Uh, I'm kidding. I kid the French. I kid the French. I love the French. Um, man, there's some great, there's some, man, the French resistance got the shit kicked out of them. <laughs> I mean, Christ. Oh, uh, they died and they died. It was like the Spanish Civil War. It's like fucking, uh, for whom the bell tolls. Um, and there's a lot of stories that we will never know about the French resistance, about, about uh, the acts of heroism and sabotage that they they try. I mean, heavily occupied. Because I mean, fucking Vichy France, like that happened overnight. They fucking folded like a card table. But there was a resistance that in a heavily occupied fucking Nazi-controlled country that went on. Uh, another game that actually has uh, features the French resistance. If I remember correctly, I think it was the first Call of Duty, the very first. I think it was like for, or maybe it was no Medal of Honor. So Medal of Honor, very first Medal of Honor. That was a good game. Also about headshots. This game lives up to that legacy and far surpasses it. So you're behind enemy lines throughout the entire game and you basically are operating on your own, um, you know, your own recognizances. You, like once you hook up with the French resistance, they give you missions and stuff, but you can do them any way you want. And then there are submissions and each mission takes like three hours to do. They're very big, long missions. Lots of territory to cover, and they're non-linear. They, the game does not get... That's my f- other favorite thing about this game. It does not give a fuck how you accomplish these missions. 
doesn't matter. It does not judge you by how many people you kill or the ways in which you kill them or if you stun them or, you know, blah. There are tons of achievement unlocks that provide incentive for playing the game in different ways and appreciating the freedom of approach that the game gives you. It truly, it truly is one of the best games um, in recent memory to capture that real sense of the illusion of total free will. Um, Because you're so deadly and you're so, you can be so sneaky. You can be like a, so you can be a ghost. You can be a whisper, an echo, a phantom, a shadow, or you can be the thunder and the lightning and the death of a fucking unbelievable vengeful god. Cause your powers in this game are unreal. You can fuck. Okay. So, so. You're the world's greatest marksman. That's basically, you know, bar, that, that, that's, that's blah. You can, like, let's say you have to take a machine gun nest, okay? And let's say that you've spotted, like, three guys and there's, like, a, some, there's some more guys back there, but you can't really spot them with your binoculars. Uh, that's why I think it's part of the Sniper Ghost Warrior thing, because it has a similar mechanic to Sniper Ghost Warrior, where you can tag enemies permanently through your binoculars. You can also see through walls at, at, for as long as you want by holding down the Alt key, um, which is great for, like, close-up stuff and also figuring out how to get around corners and, and when do you want to, if you want to like avoid a guard completely making sure that they're turned the other way, you see them in silhouette um, and it's amazing, so like let, let me give you um, just a, a tasty tasty little peek into Sniper, the mechanics of Sniper Ghost Warrior uh, Sniper Elite 5 so I'm on the second mission, which is a uh, occupied uh, a chateau in occupied France, um, where the Nazis have set up a command and control headquarters, and, uh, along with the outlying uh, farmland and stuff like that. So you have to get in to the chateau. It's a three, four story, um, beautiful French villa with like all the accoutrements, like gardens. It has a dried up moat. Um, it's magnificent, magnificent. Uh, it has a, a, a garage for uh, the liveries and stuff like that. And the farmland uh, is filled with Nazi patrols and uh, guys actually doing farming, which is weird. They're, they're Nazis, farm Nazis. I hate these guys. So... I get into the chateau pretty secretly, except for one thing. I, I did fire one bullet out of just sheer whimsy into the back of a truck that was driving by about half a mile away. I knew that no one would be able to figure out where the bullet came from or that it was a bullet because I didn't fire it into the truck. Technically, I fired it into the one of the 16 exploding barrels that it was carrying just to see. And oh, I saw that truck went boom and it drew away enough people to the truck for me to get around a lot of the uh the murdering I'd have to do to kill my way into the into the the chateau. So I'm I get into the chateau and there's a target of opportunity there and he's like heavily surrounded with a bunch of fucking Nazis and stuff and I've snuck my way pretty much. I've killed only like two people, which is really good for me. I mean cuz that's like the first mission I killed I think like 70 people. Um if I can I'll use non-lethal you know, like if I'm close quarters to you, I, I'm gonna use non-lethal to knock you out. I'm not gonna slit your throat, but you have that option too. Um, I did booby trap some bodies though. I did plant some grenades on some unconscious people, and those did actually so I guess yeah, I, you know, I stuck my way in. Okay, it was fine. I snuck my way in. I was like solid snake, I was a shadow. Except for all the exploding 
people who I also killed. But anyway, so there's this fucking big wig Nazi motherfucker, and you know me and Nazis, I don't like them. <laughs> I really don't like them. Um, and he's, you know, he's got like all these fucking guards around him, and I'm like, uh, you know, maybe we could stalk this guy, but there's a lot of guards like behind me because I'm like, I snuck my way in. Like, well, why don't we just fucking mow them all down? And so up, uh, up jumps the devil. Up jumps me with my uh, my grease gun and uh, my submachine gun and this is my one of my favorite things about the game the same bullet physics and am- I mean amazingly good bullet physics and ballistics uh, apply to all the weapons in the game so even like your pistol has like fall off and real even stuff without scopes like you know your grease gun and they all behave because you're the world's best marksman they all behave like these instruments of just fucking death I mean you are so fucking terrifyingly powerful in this game it reminds me so much of Hitman 2 uh, Silent Assassin one of the best games ever made where like you know you're going through and you're trying to sneak your way through and then some guy spots you or fucks with you and you're like, well, there is another way we can do this and out come the silver ballers and you're just fucking blowing people away left and right. Except, unlike in Hitman 2 Silent Assassin, in Sniper Elite 5, the game does not care if, because it's war. You know, this is not, these are, you're not an assassin. You're not, well, you're an assassin, but you're not like, you're not like a gun for hire doing, you know, criminal assassinations. You know, like they say in Monty Python, meaning of life. I killed 10 of those buggers out there, those fucking bastards out there. At home, they'd hang me. Here, they give me a fucking medal. They give me a gun and show you what to do, sir. At home, they'd hang me. Yeah, at home, they would hang. Uh, our guy Carl in this oh man in this kit is awesome so out comes the grease gun and up jumps the devil and I I'm talking short control burst and there's no scope on this you can see every bullet you can totally if, if you if you're patient with your shooting there's no way to slow down time with anything other than your sniper rifle which is makes the sniper rifle like the the deadliest. I killed five fucking people in under 60 seconds. This is a bolt-action sniper rifle. Um, people on all sides of me. Because when you look down the scope and you press the space bar, you do dead long or empty long, which slows down time and shows the fall-off of the trajectory of your shot and the the reticle um, which isn't in your scope, it's just a, you know, uh, it's a video game reticle, will turn red if it's going to hit the target. So you can pull off eye shots at like, you know, a little underneath uh, three quarters of a mile is like basically your maximum range for an eight times scope in the game. But you can go a little bit beyond that. You can actually get really good. And it slows down time just enough that you can kill one guy. You hear the bolt. You pull. You, you hear yourself pulling the bolt and see the shell eject, and you hear yourself reloading the rifle. All because like you have your ammo on the back of your stock, so it's your other hand. You know, you never need to come out of scope to reload. It's fucking rad. It is incredibly realistic too. So I am you. I, my favorite gun in the game is actually the grease gun. It's my submachine gun. Because you see every fucking bullet. Not It's not like Max Payne, but like you... Every bullet... Oh, and by the way, whenever someone gets hit, like if you, if you uh, do a lethal shot with like a sniper rifle, or even with a pistol, or even with the grease gun, which is harder to do with the grease gun. Um, it has to be an exceptional shot. The game has its own algorithm for this, and it's pretty fucking good. It will show you in slow motion. It will stop everything. It will jump to the barrel of your gun. It will show the gases as they 
and and the 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 the, the muzzle uh, the muzzle flash and the explosion and follow the round in ultra slow motion max pain and you'll see the trajectory you'll see the way it's spinning you will see the actual bullet itself you'll be able to read the markings on the bullet and you will follow it across the entire map until it reaches its target and unlike in other the uh, actually I think in Saber Ghost Warrior contracts or whatever I did this too you can turn this off. I like to leave it on just because it's so disgusting. As the bullet hits your target, like in the eye or in the jaw or in the heart or in in the, you know, right between the eyes, um, right in his fucking forehead or blows the top of his goddamn head off. As it enters, it is like um, Hardcore Henry, the beginning of Hardcore Henry, the title sequence. It follows the bullet in X-ray as it goes through your target and shows all the damage that it's it, it's gonna it's fucking fatal. Um, it is exquisitely disgusting and it is very violent. I mean, it's not violent. It, it's no more violent than anything else in the game. I mean, the game is incredibly violent, but um, it is it is. I'm a big fan of seeing consequences for your actions in games. I'm a big fan of having the reality of certain things emphasized in games. Because games, I think, also can teach us a lot about a lot of things sometimes. And just, oh my god, seeing your fucking bullet enter... And they all have different faces. They It's a pretty good... It's, the game is gorgeous, by the way. The environments are fantastic. Um, all in Vichy, France, generally at night, sometimes during the day. Uh, the French villa is just amazing. So, you don't see those for every... Like, there's no slow motion or anything when if you're mowing down a bunch of Nazis like I'm doing in this little story that I'm telling you here. But um, you do see every round as it hits, and you can get very good at just and actually aiming like it's a fucking novel concept it's almost like um, the mp5 in CSGO back in the day day uh, I yelled at somebody this morning when I came back from the strip club about uh, who wanted to just telling me to sell my crates and shit I'm like I just fucking tormented the shit out of this guy but anyway I feel bad about that, but whatever. I'm sick of people fucking messaging me about CSGO. I do not play CSGO. I am retired forever. I will never... Maybe one day I will play CSGO again. When that day comes, I'll let you know. Otherwise, no. I don't want to play with you. Leave me alone. Um, And no, I'm not going to trade with you. Um, So... This makes a lot of noise, and the guys behind me, they hear it, and they try to come and kill me. I kill five guys in that ballroom. Uh, I kill ten guys outside of the ballroom. Um, there, and th- Actually, that's going to be the screenshot for this week's episode, um, so you can see this was no boating accident. Um, the International Boating Council reminds you, don't boat. It's not worth it. <laughs> This was no boating accident. Um, killed 10 guys outside, and I made a lot of noise, and so I get into the chateau, the upper levels of the chateau, where I'm supposed to infiltrate this guy's office and find his secret notes about his death plan for uh, to liquidate, you know, whatever the fuck the next place that they're going to liquidate in France is, or whatever. And um, I've killed a lot of people. I've killed like fucking 45 people at this point. And like, there's alarms everywhere and I've booby-trapped some of the alarms and so they go and they sound the alarm and they explode before they can sound the alarm which is an alarm, but blah. So I've killed a lot of people and I'm in the upper levels of the chateau, which starts to remind me claustrophobically of where eagles dare. And this is when something really cool happens. I start to hear a lot of footsteps and I don't know where the fuck they are. So I turn, I I pull down alt and I can see through all the walls and the floors. And I'm on like the fourth floor. I'm on like the top floor. And I see in silhouette beneath me a whole platoon of guys 
working their way, they're, you know, frog marching, you know, goose stepping up the fucking stairs, running down the hallways. I can see their commander on the second floor overlooking them. You can tell because he's got a fucking uh, commander's hat on and he's leaning. If he's not leaning, he's pointing. And if he's not pointing, he's standing there with his arms behind his back or he's, you know, yelling or doing something. He's always, that's always the guy who's like, you know, the commander, commander, and you always want to kill them because they have Nazi intel, sweet, delicious, num, 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 Nazi intel. That's what we love, baby. Um, but it was something else to see this game, unscripted, basically engineer out of, like, I'm playing, I'm not, I'm, I always get to the sense that I'm playing the game in a way that you're not supposed to play it, but then I'm always reminded at the end of each level, there's, um, a quaternio, you know, cross, uh, a, gr- a grid, an XY, okay? And on the X-axis, uh, this, so there's four corners on this grid, right? There's, like, stealth, there's mayhem, and something else. I usually end up being ranked somewhere in the middle, and it's like just force of habit out of Hitman 2 Silent Assassin, where, anyway, I, we won't talk about that. I've talked about that game so much on this show before, but, uh, it doesn't judge you and so like I usually get like somewhere in the middle exact middle uh, you know like cause I'll sneak through like a big portion of the game and then I will kill a lot of fucking people as violently and as loudly as you can imagine and then I'll sneak you know my way out of it again cause you cause alarms everything's very realistic and when people find corpses or when they see you if they're already at heightened alert, then there's no, like, time. The, the the detection meter just goes immediately red, and it shows you where you've been spotted from, which is cool, because then if you get, well, you get you can get good enough to where you can just, bam, pull out your rifle, and you're down the sights, and you slow down time enough so that they can't get off their first shot. And if there's, you know, four of them, you, you're doing this while you're moving because you want to get the fuck... You want to make, like, a hockey player and get the puck out of there. Um, it is fantastic. My favorite thing, other than, like, seeing this entire fucking... Pl- and so, I'm like, I, I look down at the front of the building th- using my x-ray, and I see they have a guard covering the door aimed out because they don't know where I am, but they think that I'm inside. But what if I double back on them? Because that's what I was going to do. I was going to show up behind them. I was going to drop down and show up behind them and just fucking murder this entire platoon. Uh, And you have booby traps and explosives. You're like James Bond, but way fucking cooler. You are... Oh, man. It's so good. It is so good. So, yeah. You can look forward to a full review, but... uh, they're not, I think there's nine plus missions. One other thing that's interesting that I want to try, um, and this doubles back, this completes our full circle. Um, so just like in Sniper Ghost Warrior contracts, or Sniper Warrior con- Ghost Ghost Warrior contract, God, what a fucking horrible title that is. Sniper Elite 5 has an interesting mechanic for um, for an adversary. So you can play co-op, that's cool but there's a thing called Axis Invasion which if you turn it on, it doubles your points and it opens your game to anyone who wants to jump in on the other side you can play the story mission with a real life opponent as the other sniper who knows your objectives and you won't know he knows where you're going he's like your worst nightmare and he's another player so that's like fucking brilliant. I haven't gotten to try that yet. I don't, I'm not entirely sure how that mechanic works, but that is totally, that gives me such ninja boners because the coolest thing in, in Ghost Warrior, Sniper Ghost Warrior contracts was those moments when you realize that the other, the double booking wasn't for the target. You are the double booking. You are the target. And you only, you get like one second of fucking, you know, before you see that fucking laser cycle swing right into your eyes. You're like, oh shit. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, Sniper Ghost Warrior, uh, Sniper Elite 5 is phenomenal. And it's 
so good and the, the guns and, and upgrades and customizations that you can make and also you have uh, player upgrades too like you, you can upgrade your character it's an RP, it has an RPG element very simple RPG element with skill points and stuff tons of achievement unlocks I'm looking forward to it and I got, like they say make like a hockey player and get the puck out of here catch you next week cheers Four or five times A good idea Four or five times Hi there There is delight in doing things right Four or five times It is I, E.B. Farm Maybe I'll cry I'll get you a drink And if I die, I'm gonna try Four or five times Do you like to play? We like to play I like you. We like to see. It only runs on Linux. We like to go. Yaddy yaddy yo. Four or five times. We're gonna have such fun. Bebop one. You're becoming hysterical. Bebop two. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Bebop three. Yaddy yaddy. Four or five times. Matt Damon. Burn everything incriminating, including this building. Burn all the White House pets, and then yourselves. Burn yourselves first. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farnham. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.